Okay, so the Holy Muslim is Yisrael. We saw yesterday, he brings one of the Chisrenes of why people aren't desire is because they might mind. They might mind, which means they're not prepared to consider that they might be doing something wrong or reevaluate what they're doing. And he made a, they continue racing wherever track they set for themselves. And uh, without being able to ever reconsider what they're doing, remember they're going to make mistakes and uh, and not realize until they fall. Right. So that's that's the uh, so we start for this summer until we get to the next point. We've start, we started spoken about three different elements in Zahiris. The first one we spoke about was when it comes to Maisim, reasons why a person isn't Zayir in his actions. We have three different reasons for that. He doesn't realize the effect, he doesn't realize the mice, or whatever it's going to be. The second thing we spoke about was the person not desire in his derech, which means in his choice of direction. Not that he doesn't make a choice of direction, but he doesn't pay attention to staying on the choice that he chose. And if that's the case, people tend to drift off the job, which is the path which they're meant to be going. And the third thing we spoke about in the last year was the fact that a person isn't prepared to... Um, so to speak, listen to any other opinion, and because of that, because of that, they keep going and and, and based on their own understanding, their own way of doing things, until they make a mistake and then they fall. Okay, now after those three different, so to speak, angles of seeing why there's a lack of zahiris, so now the system is going to take it to a more spiritual level. And he said it's not just by choice, it's by chance that. People do things wrong. This is really a plan of the Yetzirah. In other words, it wants a person not to be Zayr. It's part of his treachery or his trickery. To, so to speak, impose himself the whole time over people's feelings or people's hearts. Why? Because because the result of that is that there's no, they have no spare, spare time, so to speak, to be misbeinen, to contemplate and to see where they're going. Why does the answer do that? Kuyadehu, the answer knows. If they even pay the smallest amount of attention to their derech, to where they were headed, vaday, it's for sure. Shemiyadu matchila linochim maseim. For sure, they begin to regret what they did. And once they've given an, op- an opening, so to speak, for that to happen, then that feeling of charata will continue to grow and strengthen itself until they would leave the Aver. If a people only have a chance to think about what they've done or what they're doing, so then the, he says it's vadai. It's for sure that they would start to have charata. Yeah, he knows this whole thing. Does he explain? Does he bring a rag to this? And he's going to say he's right in the next line. And he says, Varezam and This was really the understanding of the Paris Aitza, which when Moshe and Aaron came to say that the Kaisha wants to go free, so his response was, Make the work harder. Increase the workload. People won't have time to listen to what he called Divrei Shakra, which means to listen to what Moshe and Aaron say. Why? If he's going to keep them that busy and they are preoccupied 
and that's supposed to be driven by what they're doing, they won't be able to pay attention or think about anything else. And therefore, they, they wouldn't have an opportunity to, to think of what's wrong with the situation that they're in, or the fact that they want to change the situation. They, they don't have a chance to think. They just get stuck in the in just keeping up with what they have to do, and they don't have time for anything else. And was Pharaoh successful? You see that he was. Look at an amazing thing. I mean, sometimes I look. But if you look in the Pesukim, Moshe and Aaron come to Klai and Moshe and Aaron tell them the Oseh session told them, and they said that Hashem gave us a message, Kipokad Hashem is from Israel, that Vichirah is on Yom, Hashem remembered the Jewish people, and he's remembered seeing their affliction, and everyone believed him. And they heard that Hashem saved them, and it says, So the first time Moshe comes to Klai Yisrael, in the midst of their slavery, and Hashem tells them, HaKadosh Baruch is coming to take out of Mitzrayim, Hashem has remembered, He hasn't forgotten you, right? Klai Yisrael listened to him, Klai Yisrael watched the Oasis, Klai Yisrael believed him. It's to read it inside and I have a copy of the Chomish in front of me. And how did Klai Yisrael react? So the first time Moshe and Aaron come, Klai Yisrael are very receptive. They're receptive, they believe, they're looking forward. Fine. Then they go to Parah. And then Paris says, uh, I'm not interested. And not only that, everyone's going to work much harder. And then we have in the beginning of Paris, the era, Moshe comes back to the Israel with the second message from Moshe. Much more Mufurish. Right? Now she tells him the whole process. But it says, if he tells you, if you look at the basis from the arts, the entire Nebuah of exactly how the Gwil is going to happen. And Moshe comes to the Israel a second time. And you updated Nebuah. Hashem has just told him exactly what he's going to do. And this time, below Shamuel Moshe, we quote Sirach Mevoy the Kosha. We didn't listen to Moshe. What happened? Klai Yisrael last time did listen to Moshe. Klai Yisrael last time we accepted what Moshe said. And now Moshe comes to an even bigger nivur, an even clearer idea of what the world is going to look like. And this time not. Avoid the kosher. We're too busy. It's too much work. It doesn't say they listen to Moshe because they've been let down by him. And they didn't trust him anymore. It says, Which means, Rashi says, they didn't have, I mean, they're different before Hashem, but according to Rashi, that a person who is Meitzar, a person who is suffering, he doesn't have time to breathe. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, like he's being persecuted. Work, 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 work. So they didn't have time to stop and listen to him from the, 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 the avoided or the pressure that they were pushed to work. Which means, Paris ate the work 100%. Exactly what Paris says is going to happen. Paris said, if people have time to stop and think, they aren't working hard enough. If I work them harder, they won't have time to do anything. And if that's the case, even to listen to Nebu of Gola, even to listen to Nebu of Gola, right now they're, so, they're going to get so caught up in the, what they have to do to finish their work, or they're going to get whooped, or they're going to get pricked into the wall themselves, then we, uh, there's, nothing, there's, no, there's no ability, there's no uh, for anything, to be able to listen to anything other than what a person's doing. Okay, that's how far it was. He says much more here. He says that a person's now, the, the Chiddush of Sinsi Sharim is the Yad Sahara works on a person exactly the same way. Not necessarily by putting taskmasters to drive him to make bricks and work them if he doesn't. The Yad Sahara can't work from the outside, it's from inside the person. But Lemaissa, the way the Yad Sahara works is if you keep a person busy enough that he won't have time to stop and think. So he's so tired, he's so caught up in what he's busy with that Mimela. The, the, there'll never be an opportunity for him to consider 
something other than what he's already doing. So anything other than he's already doing. Now, the Chiddush is like this. The Chiddush is, like you said, as an external uh, taskmaster, as a dictator, as a despotic ruler, he had to make the Matthias like that. You want to force people to work hard, so you have to make them work hard and be there to work with them if they don't, and be there to punish them and keep them keep them moving, which is what he did. The Chachm of the Yetzirah is he works from the inside, and therefore he doesn't actually have to make people busy. All he has to do is make people think that they're busy. And if a person thinks he's so busy, he doesn't stand for anything, he doesn't actually have to be doing anything. And it's, uh, if, you, if you think about this for a second, you'll see how much this is true. How much this is true. Right? If you talk about a person who's really a busy person, right? it's a person who's doing a lot. He has a tremendous amount of responsibilities or things he's involved in. And he's making a cheshmer, how to fit everything in. And uh, he can, he's a high achiever. He's doing a lot of things. But you'll see, most people will feel that they're extremely busy. And how much are they doing? Not so much. But there's a, the Yitzhahara doesn't have to work on the Matthias. It doesn't have to make the person busy. It has to make the person think he's busy. Because the regular person thinks, I'm busy, I'm busy, I don't have time for anything else. So you, you want me to talk about uh, my, my, my plan in life? You want me to talk about my, what I my, my consider if I'm doing right or wrong? I don't have time, I'm too busy for that. Then what are you so busy with? What are you so busy with? If the person would even start to think about that, you would realize he's not so busy. He's not so busy. The way the Yetzirah works in the person's mind is um, uh, he makes him think that he's very tired. It makes him think that he's busy. And because of that, he doesn't have enough nefesh to step back and think, what am I doing? And what should I be doing? And what's taking up all my time? Why? Because that ability to detach myself from what I'm doing and to be able to reevaluate and reconsider is the starting point of, of the heroes. It's the starting point of paying attention to what I'm doing with life. The Yetzirah doesn't want me to do that. Why it's, he says it's a valid that he'll do Trevor. If a person does that, we'll see in a moment. But the first look at it is, is that the Atasayeti here is to prevent a person getting to that stage. And the way to prevent him getting there is like a parrot. A person thinks, I've got so much to do. Or I've got so many things I to take care of. I can't stop to, to evaluate what am I doing. Am I doing right or wrong? And therefore, and it doesn't just apply to terror. It's for sure true. But you'll see that once you understand this idea, it applies to lots of areas in that. Once a person is going a certain route, so I'm stuck on this route. You're going to stop, there's a stop, think. Is it stuck the right thing to do? Maybe it would be a better idea. Maybe you could do something else. Right? Maybe we should reevaluate some of the life choices you made. It doesn't become an option. So I'm, uh, sorry? Before we talk about time, let's talk about the idea. Right? If most people, once they've chosen a certain track in life, a certain profession, or a certain whatever it's going to be, and you start the person and say, one second, let's really reevaluate. How often? Right? Even, even once. Let's sit down and think seriously, did you make the right choices? And maybe not. Maybe maybe you can reevaluate. Maybe your career choice wasn't the best career choice for you. Maybe you're more successful in other areas. Yeah, how often should a person be doing that? Since it's showing, they're telling us. And, and uh, the quote is, most times you won't get that far. You won't get that far. And even if you tell a person, one second, you know, let's reevaluate because maybe you could do something you'd be much more successful in. Or maybe you can do something you enjoy much better. Whatever it's going to be, right? The the fact that a person has to stop what he's doing and now de- think, be able to detach, this, um, let's, let's rethink, let's go back and think it through again, is a step which the Yetzirah tries to prevent the person doing. With what excuse? With what excuse? If you, you can't say you're wrong, but you haven't, heard, you haven't even heard the other option yet. Right? But the, what's the excuse going to be? I'm too busy. 
I'm too busy. Is it, what's it worth what being so busy with? It's not a snow because I'm too busy. People change is hard, change. it's true, but that's once you've heard the option. Like that's if you've heard the option. I've heard an option, and now I think, should I change, should I change? But most times, people aren't willing to listen to another option. It's not that a person finds it hard to change. A person is willing to listen to the option. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm not, in, I'm not interested in listening to other options. Now, the person says, okay, let's listen, let's hear. And now you think, actually, what you suggest, I'm do that instead of this. I can weigh it up, and I think it's hard for me to change. And maybe my, maybe my access is stopping me changing. That's a different point. But that's if I get to the stage where I'm willing to hear another side. Most times, a person's not willing to hear another side. And you ask, why not? This might actually be better for you. And this, that's exactly the point he's saying. Because, I, I, what, what, let's say, you've got an average person who's working very hard in whatever job he's working, even if he's working hard. And you say, listen, you, know, you have a very underpaid job, you're working in a very difficult position, let me suggest something better for you. Okay, so maybe some people are willing to listen to you, a lot of them won't. He says, why not? What do you have to lose? And listen to the suggestion. No, I'm, I'm busy. I, can't, I don't. I can't think about something else. Let me call Makoit Siracham about the question. People don't make decisions. Worth. It's not. Whatever you're doing is not more valuable than listening to an option which might be more profitable, right? Or listening to something which might be better for me. If a person way up is worth being too busy to be able to hear something else, right? No, it's not. Maybe the, maybe what you're going to offer is something which is much more worthwhile, or much more kadai, or much more rewarding. Whatever whatever description you want to use for it. Right? The idea that no, but I can't, it's, I'm busy with this and I can't listen to something else, is the same associated. I'm, I'm talking even now in the physical world. Kalukha when it comes to Rukhnis. Kalukha when it comes to Rukhnis. That same thing applies. And that is that it, it prevents the person, and that's, again, the system is going from the very first stage. It's not that a person has the options in front of him and he finds it difficult to choose one over the other one. The Nakodi here is, he doesn't even have the opportunity to listen. When Moshe came to Kaisal, he said, Hashem is going to save you. Hashem is going to take you out of Mitzrayim. Hashem is going to redeem you. Hashem is going to bring you to Eretz Yisrael. He wasn't asking them to do very much. He was telling them in the book. And what more would a slave want to hear than the fact that Hashem is going to free him and he's going to go out of exile? And, but, they, they weren't able to hear that. With those Shamu, they couldn't deal with it. They're, they're so much like, so to focused on, I have to work, I have to work, I'm going to get, I'm going to get whipped if I don't finish in time. So we can't even hear a Nebuah which I would want to hear. Right? And that's exactly the way people often feel. People often feel, and this is something which any therapist or rabbi or counselor anything needs to know. And that is, there's secrets of overwhelm, being overwhelmed. Right? And as very often people say, we're overworked, we're overwhelmed, we're overstressed, whatever you want it to be, it's all in their mind. Where is the Rav see that in the words of the the takhbir of the Yitzhahar is l'hakhbir of Yidasi b'tmidus al-libus b'ne'adam. He works on people's hearts. And why does he work on people's hearts? Ad-shilo yishar lehem revach nisboinen. There's no space to think. But he's takhbir of the Yitzhahar. He's not making them busy. He's making their hearts busy. And because of that, they, they, they feel that they, that they can't do anything else. And that, that's what the Yitzhahar can do. And because of that, they, made it. They, aren't, they don't have the space. They don't have the nukhs and nefesh to be able to, to, to hear or to weigh up any other option. We spoke about last night. As we spoke about that a person's man of his mind, he's not willing to listen to anybody else, and therefore, since he's nothing, he's man of his mind, he's doing until he'll crash, you won't even notice anything else. That's a person's bad medicine. It's his obstinacy, or it's his itzah, or it's his whichever other bad medicine you want to put in the, into, into the equation. That he doesn't take cognizance of other people's opinions or advice, whatever it is. That's one kind of that way which a person is going to 
going to going, going to fall because he he's not Zion. People can warn him, be careful, we can see what's going to happen with you, and he doesn't listen to other people. Okay, so that's the person's business. Now there's something else. He says here that Yet Sahara is also gets involved. What's the difference between the two things? So he said this thousand times in the Midas writing. Midas is the composition which Hashem creates from the person, his strengths and his weaknesses. The Yetzara is the etzem, a factor which is going to work on, against him by, now often the way it works against him is by employing his weaknesses. A good general knows how to use his enemy's weaknesses. The Yetzara in the same context knows how to manipulate the person through his weaknesses, but Lemaissa, it's an external kayak which is working against the person. It's not a person's own way. His, his own problems with his medicine. Dino. If a person naturally is lazy, a person naturally is stingy, a person naturally is a Balgaiv or a Balkais, that's his medicine. So he has to work on his medicine. But any weakness a person has is, so to speak, ripe for picking by the Yetzirah because then he can use it against the person to make him do things worse. So over here, we're talking about how the Yetzirah affects the person. And that is, and again, this isn't a person's medicine that makes him feel overwhelmed. It's a it's a kayak which he uses against the person that he that makes it works the libus for the other like we said a person's heart to make me feel I can't do anything else I'm so busy I'm so attracted I'm so taken up with what I'm doing that I can't even listen to anything else right now and the result that's going to be that mimele even if he's being offered something much better he won't he's not able to hear it now why does the yetzer do this so he says because he knows. Even if, they would, if a person would pay even a little bit of attention to what he's actually doing, to the direction he's going, he says, It's for sure that there would be a slightly And we ask the question, why is it a vada? People make mistakes, doesn't it, just because they realize their mistakes, doesn't necessarily mean that they're for sure going to do travel. People sometimes don't do travel. So where's the area that the decision is referring to, and that is that if a person would only realize what he's doing wrong, what would only realize what he's doing wrong, he would for sure do chum. <coughs> so I'm going to tell you my suggestion. Why I'm saying this is because I'm basing myself on Mr. Sharm in a later period, I'll show you them soon. But I think the Mr. Sharm is like this. And this is the Yisrael we said before. We're not talking about a person necessarily who has a mindset of, I'm going to be a Russian. Right? If that's what he wants, maybe he's justified it to himself. Maybe he's enjoying being a Russian. Not love that field each other. We're talking about a person who Be'etzim thinks he's doing the right thing. Who Be'etzim thinks he's doing the right thing, and he doesn't realize that he's not. And if you just wake up and notice that, for sure he'll do each other, because Be'etzim wants to do the right thing. So for the person who wants to do the right thing, how does the Yetzirah get to him? It gets him into a situation of doing things which aren't the right thing, but he never stops to think, and he never realizes that I'm actually not doing the right thing. Because if I would ever realize that, then for sure I'm going to do the job, because my, always my motivation was to do the right thing. And I want to bring a point too hard home. So I'll tell you a story. I have a time about Yeshiva, and uh, think about it for themselves. I've said this story before, because I, I personally learned a lot from it. I had a certain Bacham Yeshiva, who came to me for a Shoshana, and he told me that he wants to take a Kabbalah for next year to be Mishazak and Emirateira. Fantastic. What do you want to do? Um, he's thinking that maybe he should learn an extra hour before Shachris, or maybe an extra hour after Marif, after Madna, What do I think? Now, it sounds pretty impressive 
because you don't have the bracha added. And with the bracha, we never came to the base Not first letter, not second letter, not ninth letter. So I kind of suggested to him that you know, instead of thinking of taking on times to learn before the shachas, after night later, how about showing up during the day and coming for Seder? So he looks at me, and with complete like guiltless conscience, he tells me, Rabbi, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in the best marriage all day. Like, not my best marriage. I never see you here. What are you talking about? I'm here every day. So I made a deal with him. I said, look, let's keep a log together. Every time you walk into this mirror, just come over to me, we'll write down the time you walked in. You want to go out, whether it's to the bathroom, whether it's to have a coffee, whatever it is, come over to me, we'll take a time the time you went out. You come back in again, come over, we'll keep a log for a week of how much time you're actually in the best mirror. Now, you can't argue with that, right? Once you're actually keeping record of in, clock in, clock out, clock in, clock out, whatever time it's going to be, so then the facts are staring you in the face. And... For this Baruch who thought, I'm the master who's there three full storm every day, and when you actually look at the week's log, he suddenly chaffed. Sunday morning, Michal didn't make an appearance. Monday, well, he came in. 20 minutes later, he was out again. Then he already came back in. And when you see the facts, and suddenly you think, wow. Wow. It's like, I was sure I was the master who was sitting and learning three storm a day. And now I'm thinking about what should I take on? An extra before shakras, after marriage, some extra time. And you see it, when, when you are convinced you're learning 10, 12 hours a day, maybe an hour and a half, maybe two hours. A whole day. Now, for someone like that, having made, having been shown the cheshpun on paper, exactly, how many, and it's not even talking how much time you're learning the best measures. We just clocked what time you walked in and what time you walked out. Let's not talk about who's doing the best measures. How much time he's actually learning, talking to his friends, I don't know. That's a different cheshpun. But just this first factor, right? Now, would he, if a person actually thinks, I'm learning, I want to learn, would that make him change? Well, I'm pretty sure. When a person says that out of his whole day, he's actually learning an hour and a half or two hours, that hits home. So, what are you doing to yourself? You thought you were learning. Where are you learning? If a person We're not talking about the person who wants to do the wrong thing. We talk about the person who does the right thing. And what happened to this person for the last two years? The answer is, I'm too busy learning to think about how much I'm learning. At least he thinks he's too busy learning to think how much he's Did learning. Did he change? Uh, he definitely started to change. He definitely started to change. Was it lasting? It wasn't lasting, but that's, uh, there are other reasons for that. Uh, no one says a person's going to fix up everything. But is that often the case? Are there other factors? There could be. But the first thing is, that a person often doesn't realize they're not doing what they think they're doing. And why don't they realize this? Because they're too busy. They're too busy not doing what they think they're doing to actually check are they doing it or not. Which is exactly what he's saying to me. He's saying if a person would spend time thinking, you know, I decided that I want to spend the day learning. Okay, so let me think. Am I doing what I wanted to do? Am I spending my day learning? But that takes time. Let me have to stop and think. Did I learn today? Did I mess around today? Was I the best measures? Was I schmoozing? Was I busy with other things? Was I daydreaming? Or not? That takes time. And most people think, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy learning. How the value would be the case. But the man said, it doesn't have to be the case. As I said, the Atahara works on making a person think I'm too busy. Think I'm too busy. And that's the case. When do I have time to discuss how much I have time to sit and think about how much I learned today? Who's got time for that? I'm busy. And as a result, here's a very easy answer. 
Because then the person thinks he's doing, he's actually not doing, so the Yetzirah wins, because he, 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 there's no opposition. Because the person's convinced he's, he's doing well. This is, this is, this is what the another element in Zahiris. A person's ability to check what he's doing is to see, am I taka doing what I'm meant to be doing? Am I and, and it's a, for most people, it's a very hard thing to do. Not because that if you prove them, if you show them the fact, they won't agree with you. But because they don't have time to listen. They don't have time to listen. They don't have time to, to, to like we see, like he says, to, to be mesim lev, to be spoiling al drachim. Not only that, when a person realizes how much they're not doing what they wanted to do, that's what he says, then if a person comes to terms with the fact, the real faces the fact, of for sure he's going to want to change. It doesn't make sense in any other way. Imagine you had a shopkeeper. And imagine he's spending the whole day buying and selling and buying and selling and buying and selling. And, selling. and imagine he's not making a profit. Why? Because Mirai the rash of buying and selling, he's forgetting to give people the right change, he's giving too much change, he's forgetting to charge people for things, and they're just taking them out of the store for free. And he's busy working, 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 buying and selling, buying and selling, buying and selling. So one second, where's the profit? You don't make any money. Come, let's make an accounting. How much you spent this month, how much you made it. I have no time. Look how busy I am. There people coming in and going all the time. So, but Ravid, you're wasting money. You don't have you, You're not running your business properly. You, there's money going down the drain the whole time. It's a real thing. And, I know it's a real thing. It's the same way it's Sarah. And that is, I don't have time, I don't have time. And if a person would stop, you actually stop the person and say, look, let's make a cheshire of how much money you've wasted by being in too much of a rush to actually do things in a normal manner or in a logical way. Of course you'd be mischaret. Of course you wouldn't do it anymore. It's a double pasha. He's, he's trying to make money. It's, and uh, if you show him how he's not making money, so of course he's going to want to change. Just, the problem is, you have to get him to slow down enough to be willing to go through the process and check. And we're talking about by a physical marshal, we're going to say only by Ruchni's marshal. Whatever area it's going to be, the person decided, this is what I'm investing in, this is what I'm spending time on. Right? If a person never has time to stop and think, one second, am I actually achieving? Am I actually getting where I wanted to go to? Am I actually doing what I wanted to do? If he doesn't do that, because he's too busy doing, then he's not, he, he might not be getting anywhere, but he has the feeling, I'm busy doing, I'm busy doing something. And the result of that is, the answer is a very easy way out. There's no fact. There's no fact because the person thinks he's actually being successful. He's not. Okay, so the answer is happy that he's not getting anywhere. He's happy because he thinks he is getting somewhere. So the person will never grow. And that's the, the minor of, on this level, touching the nefesh. In other words, the minor of stopping to think and take stock of, <coughs> one second, what am I, where am I getting to? Am I achieving what I wanted to achieve? And the reason for that is, is because here there's no fight. One of the rules we always say, said last week in the middle slide, is one of the principles in working on yourself is avoid confrontation. Avoid confrontation. It just makes things harder. When you're going to like, wake up for your natural resistance to what you want to do, so now you have to fight yourself, it makes things much harder. And therefore, to work on those things which a person has to fight with himself is more difficult. But to work on something which you're not going to fight with yourself is so much easier. So this is a good example. Something that a person bats and wants to do, but he's just not doing it well. So he's actually not achieving. So when a person wakes up to that fact, there's no resistance, because that's what they thought they were doing anyway. So just do it right. Just do it right. And I'm just going to an example of learning, because it's an easy one. We can take most uh, areas of our Avodah Hashem, or most of our mitzvahs, and we can apply the same principle. We can apply the same principle. And that is, we know what we want to do. But if we actually, unless we take the time to stop and think, and weigh up, are we doing it? Are we achieving what we try to achieve? 
the chances are, if we never thought about it, we're probably not. We're probably not. And we carry on doing what we're doing without achieving because you don't realize you're not achieving. And you're going to ask, well, why don't you, no, you, you've invested so much time or so much effort or so much money with whatever project it is, why don't you actually go and work out if it's worthwhile or not? And the answer is, we're way too busy. We're way too busy. Who's got time to work, or to, to, you know, to, to work it out, to take stock? Okay, but then you lose, because then without taking stock, you never realize that you're losing time. This is not, this is not, not on an individual basis, just today. I was involved in a meeting on, on an institutional basis. A certain big institution, which is heavily invested in Kirov and things like that. And, okay, this is, I've been claiming this for a long time, but eventually someone's willing to listen and said, you're investing a fortune of gross time and people and resources and efforts into whatever project you're running. Did you ever t- stop and ch- take, uh, take, you know, take some kind of accounting? How much are you actually achieving? How many people are you bringing back? How many people are you reaching? So yes, the fact that you have a huge organization and you're doing so much and you're involved in so many things and sponsoring so many ideas, right? So you think, we're saving Klai Yisrael, we're saving Klai Yisrael. Where's the Klai Yisrael? What are the numbers? How many people have you actually helped? Now, I'm not discounting the value of a single person. What I'm saying is it's a part of the same question. You can be very, very busy with whatever, whatever big project you think you're doing without taking a step. Are we achieving what we wanted to achieve? Are we getting the results we wanted to get? And that's the same you said. You said of the Yetzer, which if a person doesn't give himself the revach the Yisboinen, the time to think and take stock of what I'm doing, is he made it, he's, it's, it's just a nebuch. He thinks he's achieving, but that's the Mizna. So let's see what I'm talking about tonight.